Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to episode 18 in our eight-part series, My Week in Cars, the Autocar podcast with me, Matt Pryor, and Steve Cropley. Hello, Steve. Hello, Matt. How are you? Very well, thank you, mate. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you again. Uh, Now, over the next half an hour or so, Steve and I are going to be talking about our respective Autocar columns and your correspondence. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com, and Steve Vaughan has done that. It's quite a long it's quite a long email. He sent one to the mag, but he's put a bit at the end, which is for us, Steve. And there's a couple of points to consider. While I'm rambling, why don't the police do more about the millions of illegally spaced number plates that scratch the ego of the driver? I do I, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Although my, my my son was given by his uh, by his other half a personalised number plate for Christmas. And I'm not usually a fan of them. But I, I look at it and I thought that was really thoughtful and it's very sweet and it's got his name on it and it's pretty and it's not illegally spaced it's just a normal one you think actually that is quite cool that is I, I will make an exception to my yeah. normal <laughs> my normal personalised number plate thing so I did like it uh, anyway millions of fines could be raised and then potholes could be repaired says Steve that might be a bit optimistic Steve but yeah you're, I know what you mean uh, he has a Volkswagen Caravelle and you have a California Steve yep. and he's just put swample wheels and tyres on it because the roads are so bad and I think uh, winter doesn't help, does it? Because no, it does not. Ice gets in, breaks it all up. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. My uh, California does feel a bit undertired at times. It feels like it's, you know, the, it's right at the top of the tyre's weight limit. I really? Think. Are they, uh, what, si- what sort of size wheels and tyres are <clears throat> on it? Are they... seventeen. Are they balloony-ish? Are they no, no. They're not... Uh, not really. They just look a bit meagre to me. They're... they're I don't think they're, they're reasonably balloony, but they're not. They're not. Um, they're not fat tires. No, yeah. not at all. Yeah, okay, I've just parked behind it in the Volkswagen Multivan that I'm running at the moment, and that's on. I'm not sure what it's on. I think they're again they're about 17s, and they've got quite comfort-looking yeah. tires. But it's uh, it's a big echoey space inside. It is. I like it. It's a really useful. I've, yeah. I've got it for another couple of months, and it's really a useful tool. I've got yeah, to say. but you need to be able to do what you do and I do, which is 
park off the road. Yeah. You know, because if if you have to stick it in the Tesco car park all the time or in the street, and it, yeah. I think it gets hard. Yeah, it is big because it's nearly five meters long. I think two meters wide. It's yeah, it is problematic. Because you want, yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, thank you for that, Stephen. Uh, you can, uh, we'll send you a mug. The first batch have gone out of the My Week in Cars mugs. But Steve, send us your address, mate, and I will send you um, another one. He also says he'd prefer this high-riding cushioned vehicle so he can see over hedges and cars because you can't get anywhere near the most out of uh, a sports car on the roads because you don't know what's coming around the corner, which is, I think, a fair point that we've touched on. It is, yeah. And I think there. also... The other thing that I drone on about this because of living in the Cotswolds, there's such a lot to see, and the walls are all eye height. And if you mm. sit a little bit higher in a in the V-dub, like we are both doing, yeah, um, you get a wonderful flavour of the countryside, which I, you know, very sentimentally enjoy. I think that's a fair point because I've come over this morning. The A34 was in a bit of bother, and it's taken me across the back roads to get here through Bybury past the past the trout farm and all that malarkey. Yeah. yeah, looking into the fields, I've noticed there's a lot of, because it's wet at the moment, a lot more, you just notice flooding and stuff like that, but in a way that I would not have done if I was in a low no. riding sports car. No, you, it is one of the joys of this country is, yeah. is that things change all the time and, yeah. and your, high, your high car gets you, uh, gets you a view of it. But then <clears throat> my problem is that I then get into the A110, you know, we have a, Alpine and and uh, and uh, I think God, isn't it good to have your bum yeah. on the floor? And I am going to talk low riding cars later as we get if we get the time as well. My current Christmas fascination oh. uh, that I spent a couple of weeks looking at. Anyway, I'll come to that later. It's about a Caterham Seven, okay. which is which I have soft spots. Yeah, I read the stuff. For. Well, we yeah. need to talk about it. I read it. Yeah, well, let's try and get onto it if we can before we run out of time. So we'll start with your column though, and car names. The Aura Funky Cat related. Yeah, I was appalled by the Aura Funky Cat. <laughs> but but uh, I just got talking to a bloke who's somewhat more open-minded than I am. And he said, look, this is... You've got to understand that there's... We've run out of all the all the sort of cat names and all the all the sort of town names. And, yeah, all the good know, names are taken. A, there's a million cars called and motorcycles called Repeat. It's time for, it's time for a new approach. And this is one, you know, and give them points for... For re- recognizing that and having the the you know the cojones, I guess to um, <clears throat> to stick it to on their it. new car. I mean, it is so. The funky cat is a I want to say small, but actually, when you see one in the flesh, it's not that small at all, is it? I don't think it's like a Hyundai Ionic Five. It's bigger than it looks yeah. in pictures. Yeah, but it's a. I've not driven it, but it's a. Have you have you driven one? No, there was one downstairs yesterday when I was in the office. Oh, okay. I tried. Uh, had a quick squirt around yeah. the block. But it's an electric hatchback, yeah. is, the, is the short of it. I, and it's I don't all right, it's, isn't it? It's which? It's all right, isn't it, as far as my understanding? Yeah, it's okay. so that, that, that's it. It's um, it's like a few of these Chinese cars now. It's really starting to be a pretty credible machine. Mm. The, in fact, the least credible thing, in my view, is the name. <laughs> is the name. But, but I, I think I have to give ground on this one. There, there, you know there has to be a solution to this uh, to this naming thing and I, and I am appalled by the the just the, the sort of random collection of letters and numbers so you know. yeah because as you say the alternative is something like that Toyota BZ4 yeah. X BZ4X yeah or, or whatever it's it just a collection of names and or made up words entirely you know, yeah made up and I can't remember what I thought about the 
KN when that came out. I think I was, but I was slightly struck by the looks of it more than yeah. the name. But you think, where does that come from? Where does these, you know, at least there are not uh, hundreds of thousands of pounds going for people to make up words like Mondeo. Indeed, <laughs> yeah. A funky cat. I don't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, maybe we'll... It's just the problem of, of standing around with a bunch of rather sober individuals at, at, you know, who aren't car people and they say, what kind of car have you got then? Then you say, a, an aura funky cat. An aura funky cat. And they think... There stands what? an idiot, you know. Yes, <laughs> anyway, we'll uh, see how it works. Develops. See how it goes for them. Yeah, see how it goes for them. Um, on the subject of EVs, I know you're thinking about replacing, at some point, your Volkswagen California with an EV. Yeah. And you've had some more thoughts about suspension of a Model 3? Right? Yeah, well, I got into the orbit of this bloke called John Chambers, who runs a little business called TiVo Solutions, and that he sells brake bits, suspension bits, um, you know, it's a sort of cunning improvement gadgetry for the Model 3, which is a car I, whose size I like and whose performance is extraordinary. Mm. He lent me a car to do a sprint at Abingdon a while ago, and the car was fantastically quick. I mean, there were four of us all in TiVo modded cars, and uh, and we basically beat up the rest of the field. You know, we, we, there were a hundred car field and 90 of them were slower than us. It, yeah. it was, um, so it was, so I, I quite approve of the car. Mm. It is a bit crude and it's getting old even, but somehow it, 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 it does it for me. I like the size, I like the way you sit in it. I like the, I like the fresh approach, I suppose, of the car. Mm. And, uh, but above all, I'm, this, camper van is is not doing a job for us because you know the steering committee and i tend to find that we if we're going to go away for, for a hotel yeah yeah fair enough, <laughs> yeah, fair enough entirely. yeah and the supercharger network is still has its appeal i think yeah so, I, think, I mean i know that i've seen some pictures of some queues at them over christmas and new year but that is that strikes me as an exception rather than yeah i think you've got to do what what you do in other walks of realms of your life, and which is just to time your arrival mm. when you can be pretty sure the rest of the world won't be there. Yeah. I was happened to be in um, in the M4, uh, the uh, one of the M4 service areas last night late, and uh, there were a couple of cars even then. But I, oh. you know, if I'd been in a, a Tesla, I would have taken the opportunity because it was there were ten chargers available. Yeah. Um, and this suspension kit is semi semi active suspension. Yeah, it's a, it's a <clears throat> it's a um, Dutch made, mm. uh, and it's adjustable off the dashboard, so you can right. you can uh, you can choose your your rate. And the and the John Chambers, who's a you know pretty smart guy, I mean, he's already got quite a long association with Tesla modifications, um, and he has rather carefully chosen the the settings for the for you know with with the manufacturer for the for the model three and i, I we drove around a bit on including on some pretty gruesome roads and mm. it did a better job than teslas usually do you know they can be a bit bit crashy and all that yeah 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 it's not yes yeah, chassis sophistication is not high on their list of no. priorities i always get the get the vibe yeah is the adjustable on the dashboard but that's a separate adjustment to the it doesn't integrate with the control screen does it or does it no not uh, no there's no connection with the uh with the with the rest of the car's yeah. electronics no right 
No, you just you ju- it just talks directly to the to the damper valves on there. Yeah. So that's pretty. Good. That sounds quite interesting. Yeah, so I mean, so eight really grams worth. Yeah, but oh, okay. But uh, it does, you know, it, it worked well with the car because the mm. thing we found with the Sprint was that the car can be pretty wayward on fairly, you know, really high speed corners, hundred mile an hour corners. It right. does get a bit funny. <laughs> funny, and, uh, and you know, when you're as committed as you are in a sprint, you know, yeah, trying sure. to do your best. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it tames that stuff, mm. um, which. I suppose you know he's he's not trying to sell these things to the to the world. He just just to to people who are interested enough, and yeah. you know pe- perhaps they'll think that that's all right. It's interesting, isn't it? Because they've always had the performance straight yeah. line performance of a super saloon, say, but not had the road holding and damping no. and handling. And if that does, does it does it affect the steering feel very much? Um, seemed good to me. Yes, I uh, trying to remember it. Um, yeah, the steering the the steering was was not the problem. It was the cars, it was the body control mm. at at those speeds and you know on a. Um, I found it you know it's quite it's it's fairly firm sort of pointy steering and I happen yeah. to like that. Yeah, I don't think it's everybody's taste, but the thing is I like the car. I like the lowness of it. I like I think the size is quite good. It's, yeah. it's pretty usable and. I just also I, I just approve of the pioneering approach of the car. Yeah. I don't think it's the world's best car, but mm. I do find them interesting. And the yeah, battery tech's good, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. And then it's if suddenly if it becomes a nicer driver's car as well, that's quite yeah. That suddenly becomes compelling. So are you? <coughs> we've talked about this a few times. Is is are we honing in on? Do you think the the right <laughs> replacement? Well, the trouble the trouble is that the, the local. My local BMW dealer's got a really nice i4, one of mm. these these sort of M40 whatnot ones, yeah. you know the the uh, not not the sort of full not house four wheel drive the 50i jobby. thing, but the 40 is which is I think I think the road testers think is a better car. Yeah, I was talking to to Matt Saunders yesterday, and he mm. said, you know, the rear wheel drive is what you want, mate, because it it does throttle steer. It's a pretty heavy car, but yeah. it, you know, heavier than a Tesla, for instance, but. But it does it does throttle steer and it still does you know not sixty five and a half it's not that bad that's all right isn't it yeah that's okay that's acceptable I would say and of course BMW do things well and my local dealer happens to be a good one you know he looks after the the wife's mini which is yeah. you know in a very nice way and so this stuff makes a difference doesn't it oh it does to me I, I really care about customer service yeah 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 I but my sister in law once bought a Suzuki Wagon R plus. Because she liked the dealer. Having said to her motoring journalist brother-in-law, "What car should I buy? Should I buy a Suzuki Wagon R Plus?" And I said, "No, absolutely not." She came back with one because she said, "Well, the dealer was really nice. I just got on with him. He's down the road. They're very, very personable. Very, just do a good line in private car sales to private individuals and look after them very well." Yeah, and she enjoyed it. Actually. This is Suzuki dealers, I believe. They yeah. they they do rate highly when uh, mm. when when people are asked to. Give their opinion of them. Yeah. They just they just seem to treat you like a person. Don't yeah, they? yeah. I, I drove a what do they call it? A cross, one of the Toyota based. Oh yes, 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 and they and they and they gave a little presentation as you would expect, and they were saying, look, you know, yeah, we are not a big. Mind you, I think they sell more cars than Honda throughout Europe. Yeah. So they're not a, an insignificant player no. by any means. And they say, you know, this is the this is the customer satisfaction results from private car buyers and. 
you can, you know, it, like you say, it makes a huge Yeah, I just love the lack of boasting, it, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I it's do a, very much. There, it seems to go right through the company. Even the, mm. the guy you and I deal with, mm. uh, he's like that. He's he a is. really nice yeah, fella. He yeah, he is. <laughs> uh, right, so we touched on car weights a second ago because that and that BMW is heavier than the Tesla, is that? Yeah, is that the right? Tesla is relatively light. That's I mean, it's a, that, it? I think it's under two tons and the, and the, There's a lot of the i4 is over... It's two and a bit, 2.1, something okay. like that. Um, but the biggest... Now, you may know this. Oh, well, I, Unlikely, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. The, I wonder what the biggest difference between the lightest and the heaviest car... Uh, the, the lightest and the heaviest derivative of a specific model is, because you've just written about this, Vauxhall Astra. Yeah. PHEV, you have... Yes, yeah, so I've got the 1.6 PHEV now. And you had a 1.2 And I had a 1.2 turbo manual. Yeah. So the, the PHEV's got every disadvantage, if you like. Mm. Two motors, a battery, an automatic gearbox. Yeah. Bigger tyres and brakes, I suppose. Or certainly bigger tyres, not brakes, perhaps. Mm. But the difference is 30%, 30 and a bit percent. It's 1,250 versus 1,650. That's a lot, isn't it? It's amazing, isn't it? it I, is. I was really because I I blithely wrote in the original piece of copy that you know take the old <clears throat> um, uh, you know just just making an estimate, thinking well one's just definitely going to weigh 150 more than the other, and yeah. it turns yeah, out yeah, to yeah. weigh 400 more, 100 more. That's an extraordinary amount, isn't it? It is. It is. So yeah. the uh, in fact you know given that as a that's a PHEV rather than a full because the battery is usually the heavy bit. Yeah. So that is a that is a, a, a big amount because that new Maserati Gran Turismo, which will come with V6 flavors or as a, an EV, which will have three electric motors and a 85 kilowatt hour battery. Yeah, the EV version is 450 kilos heavier than the ICE version, yeah. but they're both be autos and it's a V6 twin turbo. Yeah, big. So so for so so in a car as compact relatively compact as the astra to have 400 kilos difference yeah. is a huge difference but the astra i suppose the astra 1.2 is a is a very small triple isn't it oh i guess so and a manual and a manual which does make a difference i i really rate that 1.2 mm. powertrain that 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 goes into all of the stellantis cars now it's all over the place isn't it yes and yeah, uh, it is. It's you know we tried it well, we've both been driving this berlingo van that we happen to have on the fleet and and I mean, it's in that. It's fine. It is fine. Really nice. It is fine. I would. I, get, I keep thinking. I'm. I had this Berlingo van, which I borrowed from our photographer for a couple of weeks, while he took the Volkswagen Multivan I have on musical tour with some musicians, proper band bus. Yeah, he was doing and, the roadie uh, routine. He was doing the roadie. Yeah, the full roadie routine. And he, anyway, he's swapped back, and I've got back in the the Volkswagen, which I like a great deal. But there are still times I think, oh, the Berlinga would be much handier. For it. <laughs> a bit more compact, really easy to drive. And, well, I mean, you, know. you and your you, your your lifestyle, not giving too much of your private um, <laughs> stuff away, requires you to carry the odd hay bale. Well, yeah. I mean, the first yeah the first morning I had it, I sent him a photo from the from the local Fringford feeds and uh, with two hay bales and a bunch of. And a bunch of you know, a bunch of other stuff in the back, which it, and then you could just sweep it out afterwards, and it's back to exactly how it was before. It's pretty. It's amazing how how good they make you feel, vans. Yeah. yeah. One of my sons is addicted to vans. He's just he's had this Doblo Fiat Doblo that oh, yeah. he bought for sixpence. Hmm. He now finds that it's worth one and sixpence, and he's, <laughs> and he's 
So he's trading it in on something else. And in fact, I think another Doblo. <laughs> Excellent. Right, we'll take a quick uh, advertising break. We will come back in uh, just a couple of minutes' time. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So welcome back to My Week in Cars with uh, Matt Pryor and Steve Cropley. You can write to us, autocar at haymarket.com and Andy Trombola has done uh, exactly that. You know Andy, I think, do you, Steve? Or he's, he's, he's written to you directly anyway. He says, I'm looking for a bit of advice. Uh, as my son who trusts my judgment in cars uh, is looking for something secondhand for his son who turns 17 in March. Um, first thought was it's got to be a, a manual uh, of a choice after that, maybe a two to three year old Honda Jazz, possibly a Volkswagen Polo, but um, Andy thinks that the Honda with its clever internal packaging is more versatile. I would think that's probably true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, well built, aren't they? Yeah. But I'd be thinking, just because of the conversation we had, I'd be, I don't, I wouldn't leave out Suzuki's. Ah, interesting. Oh, a Swift or a yeah, a Swift or, or Ignis. A, yeah, an Ignis. Oh, I, yeah, I like the Ignis a lot. I yeah. like the Ignis too, actually, because they're compact. Also, I think a bit of cred for the for the for the lad, you know. Whoa, this is interesting, isn't it? What is the most credible, affordable small car? Mm. Well, I'm not sure it's a Jazz. No, I'm not sure it's a jazz. My, where I used to live in St. Albans, my neighbour, retired university lecturer, very nice lady, used to buy a Honda Jazz. And just every now and again, you'd come back and there'd be a different coloured one on the drive. So she'd go to the dealer, just to get another one. Just yeah. go and get another one. Just go and get another one. Very reliable, very trustworthy. Yeah. Good, good solid. Probably car. nice people. And yeah, nice, nice dealer, I would think. And that rear seat thing, the, the, the entire rear seat base goes up upright leaving the a space right across the back seats doesn't it with nothing on yeah, the floor yeah yeah part of the trick practical. is to open the rear doors and walk through isn't yeah, it yeah that's right yeah so they're very practical things so for getting a bicycle in and other stuff from student life which Andy says is useful that would be handy. yeah that's true my son's got a, a Mazda 2 which is good done a million miles isn't it yeah 100 and, uh, ooh, blimey got it off his grand with a hundred thousand on it, and he's adding quite a lot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think maybe maybe it's up to a hundred and fifty or something. Totally reliable. Really I, I do think the good-looking car, the sort of Honda, Mazda, Suzuki, you know, the Japanese ethos where they mm. you can't kill them. Yeah. Particularly Mazdas. Mazdas seem to go forever. Yeah, they? and it's also really still quite good to drive. 
you know, I mean, you know, some of the bushings and stuff, you're starting to go a bit. And I, and now and again, a wheel has been knocked out of alignment, I'm sure, on a curb. But by, I get in it now and again just to make sure it's okay. You drive it down the road and go, yeah, this is, this is nice. This steers nicely. It's light, really light, I think. Yeah. Light, in the, light even in the class back when it was made. I think they're maybe sub thousand kilos yeah. or thereabouts. Um, I think his is a 1.5. So it's actually quite sprightly yeah. as well. Another one that, that I must say I like is the early Hyundai i10. My son oh, has cool. got one of them. Yeah, It's done 100. Mm. It's It was a scrappage car. So they, you remember when they were all red yeah, for yeah, a... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's 10 years old, 9 years old. Mm. And he's just taken it to the dealer and come back and, you know, with his head shaking, saying, mm, there was a... You know, they had to replace a bulb. <laughs> and that that's it. You know, they... Yeah. they the MOT always cost six pence. Uh, mm. the, sorry, the service pre-MOT always cost nothing. Yeah. So I think those, for me, the, the cars that <clears throat> cause the, 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 the sort of, the person in his position who's buying it for his kid, mm. what you're looking for is a car that was going to cause you least trouble. I think so. Yeah, absolutely. and I think that is you well, know Korean or Japanese probably. Yeah, I think you're probably right. And also, I think what I would do is rather than nailing down a specific model I must have, I would have a four strong shortlist of things that I would you know Jazz Yaris Master yeah. Two Yaris yeah, another Yaris good car. Yeah. and then I would go to a used car lot on a Saturday morning or a, or open up one of the, the classified things and go through and go okay that one looks like it's been owned by somebody who cares I'll, yeah. have that, I'll have that one yeah and that's yeah just go with that yeah me too yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea but it look, can also it can be good if I mean a ball has to bounce for you but it can often be good if you see a chance to buy a car who <clears throat> you know that one of the jazzes from your from your neighbour absolutely um, yeah absolutely yeah. would have been a good option for somebody yeah. yeah and I think like you know my son adopting his, his grand's car when she <coughs> bought a new one he knows how it's been how it's been looked after and how it's been driven and it yeah. hasn't been you know it wasn't a driving school car with a clutch ridden everywhere and you know she, she does some motorway miles in it as well so it's had a fairly leisurely life yeah. for its mileage so yeah I think that's the that's the key rather than focusing on a specific model I think that's what I'd do yeah me too uh, can we talk my column a bit? yeah first of all the BMW iVision D so the concept car idea right is a weird one isn't it because you go to a car show and somebody says well here's a car it'll arrive in three four years time and the iVision D can change colour on the outside it can show avatars on the on the windscreen it can do all kinds of yeah. funky stuff that of course it will never do when it goes on sale no so no. and I just think and and by the way you probably don't want and you know yeah you would never want anyway you would <laughs> absolutely not and uh, I always think that's weird if I went to an electronics show and they went here's new hi-fi and uh, you know it'll make tea sweep the floor blah, blah, blah. And it goes on sale in three years' time, but it won't do any of those things. What was the other thing? There was something in your column you said, make the tea sweep the floor. Oh, do your kids' homework or something like that, you know. Which, although, actually, actually, that is not an unrealistic possibility, given <laughs> AI and that that text thing. Oh, I love that. I that thought, do your essays, kids' homework. You know, you know, and, uh, you know, and then when it goes on sale, well, actually, it'll just play music. Oh, right, okay. But I thought you showed this thing. But anyway, that aside, the iVision D, I... It's not. I've seen some of the feedback. I mean, only social media feedback. Who knows? It's a you know Twitter sphere bubble. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people quite like it. I rather like it. I've got to say. And 
It's got that, uh, it's on the BMW Neuer class of platform, which is going to arrive in a couple of years' time. Yeah. And that's a name they used in the 60s and 70s when they produced a rather nice-looking bunch of compact saloons and coupes. Yeah. And uh, rather than the huge proboscis grill that it seems to have on the, the iX and some of the other recent BMWs, it's got a rather more restrained laterally spread grille which A makes the car look wider at the front which is always quite a nice thing I think no, it's a compact too. car big glass area nice short overhangs and I start to think oh this is a this is not a conventional looking car but quite a good looking BMW I could get get into this I really thought you were completely on the money with that in fact I, you know if you hadn't written that item I would have mm. because I think that car there's a number of good things about it but the key to it, to me, is that they know that it shows they know what to do next. Yeah. You know, there's been quite a lot of um, critical criticism of, of the way BMWs look at the moment, although I happen to think, you know, they look powerful and the stances are nice yeah. and all that, but it, they do look a bit messed up. And this mm. car is clean, it's beautifully surfaced, mm. but above all that, the nose, the, the kidney uh, design is progressed yeah. and it's and it's. I think it's. I thought it was beautiful, actually. Yeah. I, I can't imagine why people wouldn't like it. No, I can't. But I've seen some people go, no, no I can't. No, I don't like that at all. But I'm, I'm for it. Make me what, think uh, of the Alpha 156. You remember how, oh, the, yeah. how beautifully surfaced that car mm. was? And, you know, it just, just looked right in all its proportions. Yeah, I think that's... I, th- I, think it, I mean, it was nothing like it in detail, but, but the overall impression was of that same cleanliness mm. and, you know, just... just Lovely confirmed shape. Yeah, and there is a picture. If you go to the Autocar website, the 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 story we have accompanying it, as well as the show pictures, there's an engineer driving a prototype somewhere, some early prototype around, and he looks really big in the car. You think this is a compact? This is a compact looking car. We think it's sort of three series ish replacement, don't we? Eventually, or yeah. three series size. And what's encouraged me about that is that you know in when the new EVs have arrived, and we've talked about the i4 weighing the other side of two tons, and it's quite a big car, and the iX is an enormous car, and where I think tipped our scales at like 2.7, 2.8 tons or whatever. And I see, see this engineer in it, and I think, well, this is a small car. And I've, as a car enthusiast, I've been slightly at risk of feeling a bit underwhelmed by the size and girth and scale of things yeah. of late. So to see a, see a manufacturer like, BMW going well. Here's a relatively compact car with a big glass area. I suddenly think, oh, actually, yeah. maybe <clears throat> it made you think that they they they've anticipated the, our criticisms and mm. moved on. And I I, yeah. I really love that. I yeah. I thought it was a moment that a real moment. Yeah. And I do think this this will be if we look back in twenty years' time at the at the state of the battery technology that we've been living with and the infrastructure that we've been. I do wonder if in 20 years we'll look back and go, well, actually, yeah, that was not the best time. Although manufacturers are putting out some extraordinary sports cars because they still can, while they still can. Yeah. I think the state of the the state of the mainstream car is not as strong as it. No. Well, they're required to do so many things, aren't they? Well, aren't they? Yeah, aren't they? Yeah. And I don't know how they... Yeah, it's not a criticism of the industry per se. They've got so much to do in so little time, and I don't know how they do it. No, I, I continually wonder how you how you break up your time because you know in our job we know you know in, in, in trivial level, but you know 
how difficult it is to allot your time to the 43 things you should be doing. How the hell do they do it? You know, and, and by the way, you know, the, spending billions doing it. Mm. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. And the risks of getting it wrong are off the scale. Total. And you can see why somebody like Alpina, who is a, a company who's a manufacturer in its own right, but effectively modifies BMWs. Yeah. You, know, you can see why they get to the stage of going, we can't do this. I don't know. We the risks are too great. We don't know what to what, what to do. Yeah, and they've jacked it in and sold out to BMW at a time when BMW came asking. Yeah, for that reason. But uh, anyway, on a simpler form, much simpler form, um, over the last couple of weeks, just before the end of the year, actually, uh, our colleagues at Autocar Japan got their hands finally on the Caterham One Seventy, which is the reborn. Um, Suzuki-engined 660cc turbocharged triple in the front of a Caterham, which is not always my favourite seven, but they showed a picture of their test car, and it's bare aluminium bodywork, and then it's got the uh, the wings and nose cone in carbon fibre, seats in carbon fibre, little arrows, little aero screen rather than the full windscreen, and um, their driver sitting inside with you know goggles on and a sort of I don't know, sort of leather helmet type thing, and I suddenly thought that's a re- that's a proper Japanese spec car because yeah. they love that Caterham is designed specifically for the Japanese market. It's narrower, so it meets the those famous K car compact car regulations. It's narrower than a regular seven, and um, I think more than I think more than half go to export, something like that. I think more than half of, of all of those ones go to Japan. Yeah, and. Um, the Japanese like old British sports cars anyway, don't they? So they do, quite, yeah. They've got yeah, a real it's, a, it's a reliable market. Yeah, it is, yeah. I've got a, a mate who is a Lotus specialist and he sells a lot of parts to Japan. He's yeah. independent, does loads of, loads of jobs out there. And I thought to myself, well, how much does a, a caterham like that cost in the UK if you spec one up? Because the 170 is the cheapest oh, caterham so you, you can buy. The disease has got you. Well, it has a bit, I'm afraid. But yeah, your configurator <laughs> addiction is clearly slightly contagious. So, Excellent I, so I went online. <laughs> I went online and I started specking up a 170. Uh, there are two suspension options in the 170. There's like a soft 170S, which I quite like as a classic car feel. Or there's the 170R, which has uh, adjustable dampers and I think gets a limited slip differential and it feels a bit more focused um and actually in a caterer maybe that's in that sort of caterer maybe yeah the, the s isn't going to be bad is it no the s is the s is fine and on those sort of big uh what do they call the, the clamshell wings yeah um with soft leather interior you actually get a car that does a really nice passable impression of a daily classic car if you like and they make no noise at all because it's that 660 thing so it's a great way to poodle around yeah having quite a lot of fun and making Drawing no attention to yourself. Remember, really. we one of those turned up on the on the thing we did for the mag, the road testers, you know, the oh, secret oh, yes, Santa yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so we would. I must say, I was impressed with it mm. then. And I think it was. It didn't have the, the. It wasn't quite as minimal as the car you're talking. No, about, no, 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 no. But it was. And uh, I can't remember which which variant that was. But some of them can get pricey. But I yeah. specced up, I specced up, I didn't go for carbon on the 170. I mean, I don't think it'll save. Well, problem? it'll save yeah. a little bit, but you know, an unpainted, with an unpainted body, 
and uh, the wings in the colour of your choice, which I think they come in four or five basic colours. I think black looks quite good on those. Silver yeah. and black looks all right. I left the windscreen on, uh, standard seats, but I did uprate this in my configurator on my head. I did uprate the suspension to the R. It comes with weather gear, it comes with heater, and all in it was 29,800 quid. And I fantastic. And it will be worth twenty nine thousand quid when you when you sell it. You've got to build it yourself. Yeah. But they're not one. That's part of the fun. And two, it's not that complicated. No. Really. And there's pretty good support systems, aren't there? Yeah, very think? much so. Yeah, very much so. We've built we've built one or two for the Mac, haven't we, over the yeah. years? And it's it's a sort of long weekend job. Yeah. You know, I think. And I yeah. suddenly thought. And I suddenly thought to myself, well, I'm not going to push the button on one. Because I don't have space, as you as you know, and I, I now know, and yeah. I know thirty grand. But but as someone who is perennially surprised by how much new cars cost, as I always at the moment, every time I see a new car price, and I think, crikey, how is that? that when, when did that get? When, yeah. when did that turn into that much money? Um, I think sub thirty grand. I don't know how you have more fun than that put that money. No, I agree. I I love the wing. The, the one that we saw was, mm. I think that was. Black and silver, wasn't it? The, the, the one, one that we, in, that we had in, out recently on the... Oh, the one we had out was a... Uh, no, it was, wasn't it a dark red? <laughs> I think that was a 1600 or whatever they call it. Oh, was it? I thought it was a Suzuki engine one. Oh, well, maybe I'm... Oh, crikey, this is now... Ah, oh, well, they're, they're look, you know, two confused blokes talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, anyway, you can spend a lot of money on a caterer if you yeah. really want to, but I think you'd have a lot of fun at this. Me too. At this level. A yeah. lot of fun at this level. Yeah. No, a lovely car. I see the, de- I see the, the, uh, the, the desire. We know. would, yeah. And I, re- when I was growing up reading car magazines, they were talking about like the ones, the one point four K series engine car, see? and uh, things saying things like, "Oh, caterums are only ever getting more relevant," and you know, to today's motoring and stuff like that. That was twenty five, thirty years ago. What? How much more relevant are they now than they were? Because yeah. it still feels to me like you'd have more fun in a caterum than you would. Yeah. in almost anything else yeah. and I, I don't know they get more and more relevant by the oh, day oh lovely yeah, yeah. Uh, right I reckon we've got time I've probably got time for two more things actually Steve tell me about um, a Renault Zoe you've been spending time in it's a bit eccentric I suppose because the, the, the Renault Zoe isn't the, the the small EV class leader and it's mm. and it's not done anything special lately but I just borrowed one over Christmas because I I happen to like them and they steer nicely and there's a kind of maturity about that car. It's 10 years old, the Zoe, now. Mm. Um, Clio-based, still. you know. But um, I don't know. It works. It feels mature. It rides okay. It's, it's, it, you get a genuine... Two, if you're not too hard on the throttle, uh, the accelerator, should I say, you, you get you know, 190 to 200 miles out of it. Oh, do you? i just done a return trip from here. We're speaking from my... Dining room mm. um, from here to London and back, which is a <clears throat> round trip of 190 miles. Did it? No problem. Ooh, great. That's very. Good. Um, I mean, it's not a lot left, but yeah. but it was it wasn't a, one of those um, 
you know, oh my God moments at all. You know, there were still some mild left. You weren't like I was doing in that Honda E job I did with Goodwin of Colin Goodwin, our contributor, a few months ago, where I thought, I'll try and get back to Honda HQ on what I have. Ooh. And ended up <laughs> ended up sitting slipstreaming a truck on the inside lane of the M4. And then I think I arrived with three miles left on the range, which was Did you have it unpleasant. talking to you? I can uh, remember in a leaf no, one time the thing saying, you, you know, you are in danger of... <laughs> You were in danger of stopping. No, it didn't do that. But it was pretty. It was slightly. It was yeah. It was slightly hairy. I shouldn't have been so unsensible. But anyway, well, it was, it was part of the. They it, do. It was leave. part of the gig. It was part of the story. You know? ah, I, see. I wouldn't okay. normally have tried that. I don't think. I think it would have been quicker if I'd stopped. But I think 190 miles out of a Zoe's is really good. Well, especially dead of winter. Yeah. And, and with a few motorway miles in. Included. I mean, my I was sort of strict cruising speed, sixty-five. But I've always had this fetish about the the effect of um, aerodynamic drag on yeah on um, um, the you know energy that you put into yeah. propulsion. And, and so as we know, the past sixty miles an hour, it starts to rise like a yeah. you know a cliff face. Yeah. So if I've always told myself that if I wanted to save Ergs, I would um, I would just cruise around about sixty sixty five, and it, and although that sounds very conservative, but you get there. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I can't remember the exact number, but I do remember from one of my old aerodynamics lectures back in thirty years ago. Uh, I want to say twenty five thirty percent or more, or possibly more of all of all of the friction that's holding you back is aerodynamic drag, yeah. and that's probably increased in an EV because there's so little engine slash motor friction yeah. or drivetrain friction but of course in a in a in an ice car you know with a only 30 40 percent thermal efficiency most of what you most of that motion is going to heat and noise yeah whereas in an ev hardly any of it is so much more of a, an ev's efficiency must be down to aerodynamics yeah but it, it's the way it rises to me yeah. that you know you if if you cruise at 55 you the the, the amount of extra grunt you need to to um expend to make it do 65 is is not you know 10 or 15 percent it's more likely 25 yeah yeah, yeah totally it's, yeah it goes up the so, square of speed so if you it? if you can if you can contain yourself a bit mm. you can do okay anyway though i was that was my cruising speed 65 yeah and i went back and forth to london and it did it is this uh could this be the ev of choice for you then instead of a tesla or not um, I would like more poke. I, yeah. I, I do see, I, I mean, everybody tells me that the, you know, having just concentrating on such ridiculous explosive 0 to 60 times in, in your EV is trivial, but yeah. I do like it. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Can't argue with that. I mean, uh, we've had the discussion, haven't we? You know, under, under four feels uncomfortable, mm. but you know, if it, if it won't do sort of under six, I feel a bit. Well, fair enough. Well, I reckon uh, that probably brings us about to the end of time for today. Thank you, Steve. Pleasure. Uh, Steve and I will be back this time next week. In the meantime, you can email us autocar at haymarket.com. You will find us at autocar.co.uk. You'll find us on YouTube. You can find us on all the social channels. 
And uh, you can find Autocar on digital subscription or in print, as it has been every week since 1895. And if you live overseas, there may well be, as there is in Japan, an Autocar in New Zealand and Thailand and India. There may well be an Autocar in your market. Yeah, they say there's a they say there's a million strong audience, don't they? Though it's not not known as well as it should be that Autocar's huge over yeah, around the world. It is huge. Yeah, it is. I one of our. Uh, one of our editors was once talking about the magazines we own and he said what car which is a sibling title of ours he said what car is the UK's best buyer's guide and Autocar is the world's most important car magazine and I I quite like that I think that's it so yeah and uh, it's also now the world's most important podcast obviously indeed (laughs) right we'll see you next week thanks for joining us Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.